Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts, Chris Schubert, floating around producing this thing. We're all from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online. It's finally here, folks. The top teams in college basketball have been determined, and the Final Four is set. If you're looking to wager on these games or the national championship, head on over to betonline.net on your desktop or mobile device to sign up today. If you do, you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. When you use our promo code Believe to get started, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of your updated odds and info, along with player props and new contests throughout the year. It's your best source for sports wagering needs, including live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Super easy to get started. So join today. Learn why everyone is saying Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday to you. We have promised tight end day here on the show. We are going to give you tight end day here on the show, but not before I ask Joe a very important question. And this question can be applied to Chris as well. But I need to know, what are your thoughts on this year's draft caps? Mm. I'm glad you asked this. Do you remember when I said uh, before we started recording that I had a take that I wanted to open the show with? Is it about draft caps? Yeah, it's literally about the draft caps. We, and I'm we, here to tell we you. We closed yesterday's meeting on the exact same page, and yeah. now we're starting today's show on the exact same page. You ready for us to disagree big time? You like them. I like them. I like them, Kyle. Good take, Joe. You- it's a good take. They're good hats. Okay, hold on. I, I need like to see them, what Kyle. the Bills draft hat looks like. And looks like all the rest of them. Like. Blue brim. Have you seen the Bears? Have you seen the Bears? The one that I think is the worst is Jacksonville. Which is so lame because you can do so many good things with it. See, no. It's black with a blue brim. Yeah, Bills, the Curse right. of Buffalo looks kind of retro. Love the logo on the back. Great touch. You got the NFL shield on the side. It's a great hat. Jets. Well, it didn't come up for crap. Oh, there it did. Uh, you know what? The Jets one completely blacked out, but then with the green. No, see, even the even the green one for the Jets. I think the Jets is a good one. Chris, you are justified to like your draft hat. Because it's, Jaguars it's black. is awful, dude. It's black. It's just old school. Jets and the brim is green, and then New York is white. And I think that really makes it pop. Yeah. It's very just old school and retro. I really like it. Listen, the draft hats have not been good in years past. These ones I liked. I like draft hats are never good. Never good. So obviously your motivating factor here is is you you don't like the Dolphins one. Well, no. I think it's terrible. I think it looks terrible. Really? With the curse of Miami, the teal, the black? Are you crazy? The bad ones are like the Baltimore Ravens is bad because you have like that golden color mixed in. It's kind of bad. So I think if if they would have 
if they would have flipped the colors around, and I understand they needed to work teal in, but if it would have been black with orange brim, orange dolphins, and white Miami, I think it would have been fresh as hell. I would agree with you so that I didn't that like would the, be better. I, yeah, I did not like the color palette combination that they chose. Look at this Falcons hat, though. That is, is nice. Oh, it's nice. Falcons is clearly the best one. Can I completely derail us? Uh, sure, Chris. Since we're talking, since we're, we're going to talk tight ends yeah, here yeah. in a minute. Atlanta's Atlanta's good. Have they, you guys seen? Well so, Major League Baseball today announced the teams that are going to be doing the city jerseys with the uniforms this year. Hold on, there's a there's a there's a segue here. We're Let's going to compare baseball. The Washington Nationals released their city jerseys and their city caps. And I want your guys' take since we're talking uniform caps and stuff. I thought this would be just nice to get your thoughts on the design. My apologies. How do yeah, we how do we see them? So just look up Washington Nationals City jerseys, and I think you'll be okay. I'm gonna do it as well just to, to check this, but I saw it on Twitter today. I like them, and I hate everything that has to do with the Washington Nationals. Especially like Natitude and their dirt Correct. announcers are the Co- absolute worst. Correct. If if you do search up Washington National City Connect, there's an MLB.com story. Uh, there, it's Cherry Blossom. No, these are good. These are good, these are right? Good. Okay. These are the, see yes. this this stuff I like. Do this stuff with uniforms. Cherry blossom. They get the okay. flowers, the cherry blossoms that bloom every year, right? It's the big. Is that thing. a it's Washington thing that I'm unaware of? What? That's like a big thing for like a week. Like everybody goes to DC and sees the cherry blossoms bloom. Okay. Well, there's my ignorance. I had no idea. So yes, I mean, that that's a nice personalized touch. And I like that they got away from brand colors and they kind of embraced. Wee woo. This is a win. Wee woo. What's the wee woo? Uh, George Karloff, this is 40 time at his pro day. Four, seven, one, right? That is what he said. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Here's, here's the other thing. It is a pro day. Right. What did what did we get mm-hmm. reported initially? Hamilton ran versus what? Then it was reported by like DJ and Dane. And <laughs> That's like a four seven. seven. And I'm sorry, he ran an electronic four five nine. Does it matter that he ran four seven at the pro day? Genuine question. He at the combine ran a four five nine. Right. That Does should be the number that he on ran his a four seven at the pro day. Right on that That's Rolodex on card, card that'll be on. Yeah, for every car, but like every team will have that for the rest of eternity, right? Kyle Hamilton, right. the 40-yard dash time, it'll be and a 4 five, nine. The combine number is a standardized time. Right. Like, <laughs> so I don't know why we're losing our mind. There's a whole boatload of things that we can go down that route, but uh, let's talk tight ends here on the show, Joe. That was our original commitment. We've talked Nationals baseball. <laughs> we've talked draft caps. We've talked Kyle Hamilton. We've talked George Carlisle. Let's talk tight ends. And the objective here is to find where tight end one this year would rank amongst last year's tight end group, contextualizing our grade for our top tight end. So we cannot do that until we establish Joseph Hoomst is your number one tight end in this year's class. Well, tight end one for me is a chant to clear from Coastal Carolina, Isaiah Likely. That's my tight end one. After an exhaustive process to figure this out, watching a lot of players, didn't stack the way we thought it would, but at the end of the day, it's Isaiah Likely. That is also for you. Okay. my 
tight end one by a narrow margin. I had three other tight ends within two points of Likely's final score. I had four tight ends within two and a half points Mm. of Likely's final score. I had five tight ends within four points of Likely's final score. Very, very closely clustered. Like you could tell me it's any one of six guys and I wouldn't have that much of a justification to argue with you. Do you have I guess I have it pretty close. You? Yeah, it's very close as well. My tight end one and tight end two are separated by a half a point. I've got the same deal going where I have four within three and a half points. I have five within four points. So I have them pretty tightly stacked, but the eyeball test and the way I feel matches up with the way that they stack. So I'm really, I'm really satisfied with how this came together for me. Right. So, um, you said you have five within four points. Yeah. How many points separated tight end one from tight end two for you last year? Oh, big. Uh, tight end one, Kyle Pitts. Don't, don't, do the, don't, don't, do the, don't do the whole show. Okay. Here. All right. Well, it was whatever, 92 and a half to an 83. Yeah, so what's so that, eight and I a half? Had, I had eight and a half point separation from my tight end one to my tight end two as well. I'm trying to scroll down and see where my tight end three was last year and do the math on that separation. Real quick, I do want to apologize for for, uh, telling everyone that Kyle Pitts was my tight end one from last year. Yay, jackass. Okay. It's really, Um, really startling stuff. Tight end one to tight end three for me last year were separated by 14 points. Tight end two to tight end three for me last year were separated by five and a half points relative to tight end one through tight end six this year being separated by four points. Hmm. Crazy deep. And by the way, you've stacked about the same amount of players that I have, right? You're getting close to 200 final grades. Mm -hmm. Have you happened to look at your grade distribution yet? I look at it all as far as like what numbers you what numbers you have in what buckets, mm-hmm. right? Because that that tells you like where you ideally would be having the most amount of picks. Mm-hmm. Like at this point and behind, you're probably going to get better value than if I'm above that that pivot point in the draft. I have almost fifty third round valuations. <laughs> That's a ton. I don't know now, if I have I didn't fifty of those. I did not make it to 64 in round two grades. So when you take the actual number of picks on days one and days two, I think I'm over the pick number, the actual pick number by like four players right now. So I have like a little bit of a surplus from day two, but it's like, I don't think you're getting good value based off how I'm evaluating the players at the end of the second round. Uh, but you're definitely going to get good value in the third round and you're going to get good ra- value early in the fourth round as well. That's kind of a co- microcosm of like what we're saying. I've got five tight ends with third round valuations. I have three. Well, prude. How many do you have with twos? Two. Okay, and I have one. So we're separated by a little bit there and I don't know that you've done one of the tight ends that I have a 
three on. So we might we might get there. Eh? Eh? Who is it? Fer- Ferg? Oh, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't done Jake Ferguson yet. He'll probably have a three for me, I'd guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. So we're gonna have the same number of day <laughs> day two right. grades on tight ends. Just you have an extra right. two. Okay. So Isaiah likely is tight end one for us. Let's talk about why. What was it to you that popped the most about Likely and made you confident to put him at tight end one? I know I've got my own impressions and my separation's a little bit higher. I have him one and a half points higher than Trey McBride and two points higher than Greg Dulcich and, and uh, Kate Otten. For me with Isaiah Likely, it just comes down to him being the most dynamic big play threat at the position of all these guys. I think his big play potential is completely unmatched by anyone else in this tight end class. And I like his ability to win down the field with his ball skills and and his terrific hands. He's really, really good with the ball in his hands in terms of creating after the catch. And he's that guy that in the passing game, I think has the best chance of being a mismatch weapon for you that you can move around, get the ball to at all three levels and have a guy that can really put stress on a defense. That's why he's my tight end one. I agree. Uh, the functional athleticism for him is, is just kind of different. And in the same spirit of why Kyle Pitts was so well regarded, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that Kyle Pitts and Isaiah likely are on the same plane, but they are the same model as far as molds of tight ends. And uh, likely is nowhere near as long. I don't think he's as explosive. Uh, he's got a long torso, but he doesn't really have long strides, and his wingspan's not huge like what Kyle Pitts was. So that's just some differentiating physical differences between the two. But you watch this guy in the open field. You watch him after the catch. You watch the start-stop ability. He runs some routes like wide receiver, and he stops on a dime and will really stress smaller defenders in space. And it's that run-after-catch upside and really good ball skills for me that – uh uh, the, the two guys right behind him in McBride and, and Dulcich, I think are still probably preferably Fs anyway themselves. Like they can play mm-hmm. with their hands in the dirt, and I trust them with their hands in the dirt a little bit more than likely, but I don't think either one of them wins in that capacity. So uh, the guy with the biggest physical upside for me is the one who ended up getting the nod and, and getting put in at tight end one. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients support gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. What's really cool is you you brought in the name Kyle Pitts, which is the name that we're going to talk about because he was obviously the tight end one last year. And so you talked about the the stylistic similarities, but – I think when we share our grade for Kyle Pitts and contrast it to Isaiah Likely, that gap will be 
very, very understandable, right? Large. Correct. So ready to disclose this? Yes. 11 points. So I, I had a 92 and a half on pits and I have an 80 and a half on likely. That's 12 points. That's one That's more. points. Big. And I had it's a 91 a versus an 80. It's, I was higher, you're not I was higher on pits than you last year? Yeah. Dang. Is that surprising to you? I thought you were like super in love with them. I'm pretty stingy with the top 10 valuations. Yeah, you are. And I gave him a 91. I mean, he was my player two. His valuation was tied with Sewell and Waddle for me. And I had Trevor Lawrence a half a point higher. And then I had Fields at five and Jamar Chase at six. And so I'm sure we'll hear about it for having Jamar Chase not as wide receiver one. He was right there, guys. It's okay. Yo, I had Waddle four on my board and I had Chase five on my board. I'm not doing I'm not here for that conversation at all. You can miss me with that completely. Why do you you hate Jamar Chase? Why do you hate Jamar Chase so much? Yeah, number five player on my board in the top ten grade. I I I miss me with it all, please. It will come up at some point. You understand that. Some Bengals fan is going to get pissed off at something you said. They're going to be like, well, at least I was an idiot and put Jamar Chase as wide receiver too. It's the reverse of the DK thing when I put DK as my number seven player in the class and yeah. somebody called me a um, word that I would not repeat because then Chris would have to put the e-label on right. here. And then he said it was disingenuous of the draft network Ir- irresponsible. to put DK Metcalf in. Irres- irresponsible, yeah. excuse me, okay. of the draft <laughs> to put DK Metcalf in that light as a prospect. Life comes okay. at you fast. Sure does. So, so as Isaiah likely is tight end blank in these two draft classes combined for you. Three. Samesies behind Kyle Pitts and Pat Fryermuth. Pat Fryermuth, who I had an 83 on. Mid two. <sighs> okay. And, and you did it to me again. You, you just barely sniped me. I believe I had an 82 on Fryermuth. So you just did. No, 82 and a half. So we had the same grade? I had an 83, so I had a half, half point on you there. Um, and then I'm I'm just looking at the rest of the 2021 tight ends. You got to get down into like the 77s. I had Tommy Tremble and Hunter Long, mm-hmm. and I had Brevin Jordan in that area. And uh, same, that was like a tight little cluster for me of tight ends. And I don't think. And I then the big it. drop to Trey McKitty. <laughs> big drop after Is that. that your man. Next guy? Yeah, after those, I had those same three after Fryermuth and then massive drop to like the world of Trey McKitty and Kenny Yoboa. Oh, just there's Kenny Yoboa for me is my next one. <laughs> and he's down out. He's outside the top 150. Oh, and as a point of reference right now, I only, I only have 185 grades done and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine tight ends in the current top 50. Now you might get that. Some players might get pushed out, but like I got Chigo Okwanku from Maryland right now at 123 with a fourth round valuation. So even if I get grades that that are 
fours and I can't imagine I'm going to get that many more threes, man. It's, just, <laughs> it's already <laughs> so full of players. Uh, so if, even if I get more fours, I don't think I'm going to get enough to push Chigo outside the top 150, which would give me one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine tight ends in the top 150 this year. I'm guessing the Maryland tight end whose name is hard to pronounce. Chigo Okwanku. That guy. And Jake Ferguson will come in as top 150 players for sure for me. And if that winds up being true, I will have eight top 150 tight ends. Hey, what are you doing with Jalen Weidermeyer? You know, Kyle, he's got an athletic profile that is a fail. So, so he doesn't do have separation that? quickness. He's a for a 260 pound tight end. He does not block like one. He's going to be let somebody else deal with him, not for me. So, right. So, what grade do you have on Jalen Weidemeyer right now? I need to adjust it. Right. So after you, but even after you adjust it, like if you were running a team, he's on the UDFA board, right? It's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, you yeah. you do not meet the thresholds. I'm not going to draft you. So I'm going to move you over to the UDFA board. And then if you get undrafted, depending on how I stack you versus the other tight ends, I might give you a call. He's like the Thaddeus Moss of this year's class. It's a very good comparison. <laughs> Just like that arc. And that's not as a prospect. Not a good place to be. No. Yeah, but uh, what's Thaddeus at, Moss doing? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> at least Weidermeyer had buzz coming into this year. Or if you remember, Thad Moss only really got buzzed when he caught that touchdown against Alabama when he reset his feet in the corner at the front pylon. He's got good hands. Just got cinder blocks He's on his got, feet. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't and get his dad's feet, six, man, I'll tell you. Six weeks after that, he was tight end one for about two weeks. <laughs> it's like, have you guys watched the tape? Nope. Okay. So who's your tight so, end two, man? So the, Who'd... I have Trey McBride. Same. Uh, okay. 78 and a half. And then I have Greg Dulcich at a 78 and Kate Otten at a 78. And then Jeremy Ruckert at a 77 and a half. I hate that so I have I to stack them. Yeah, it's tough. I And I have Ruckert as my tight end three, believe it or not. So I have it likely McBride, Jeremy Ruckert, then Greg Dulcich, and Kate Otten. That's my top five. Um. How does Jelani Woods slot into this mix for you? Because obviously the physical ceiling is through the roof. But, I mean, I cross-checked them this week, dude, and we had a chance to see him at the Shrine, and he was really good. Then obviously he posted the athletic testing numbers that he did. He's not a 4-6 on tape. Mm -mm. And it's like, I don't know how you – how you account for that. Like, how do you – did – do you, because obviously you watched him all season long, do you have any contextual like insight as to why that stark discrepancy exists there between what his initial burst and what he's at like at the top of routes looks like versus running the 40? And obviously that's that's a flag and something we need to negotiate. I think what it would stem from, at least logically in my head as I process it, is we're talking about a high school quarterback 
that transition to tight end at Oklahoma State, where he wound up being a blocking specialist. And I think he caught like 30 passes across three seasons, but played a ton of snaps for Oklahoma State as a blocking tight end. So then he goes to Virginia and he gets his real first opportunity to like run routes and be a prominent piece of the offense. And I think it's just a, a situation where it's not comfortable for him yet running routes. And so there's a lot more thinking than there is just applying that natural athleticism to the technique of running the route. And so I think with more time on task of the position and as those things become more second nature for him, we can see the play speed increase, but you don't watch the tape and then see the athletic testing and feel like that marries up at all. Okay. That makes me feel much better. Because that's that's where I struggle, and I I almost gave him a three, and I gave him a seventy four. So that's close. He's tight that's end close. seven, but he's a fringe top one hundred valuation. It's just I don't have anybody in the top sixty. So to, what what well, are you looking for? That that's predictively that's gonna what's gonna determine what order these guys come off the board, right? Sure. You want an F? Yeah, of course. Do you want a Y? Do you want a, a versatile guy who can line up in the backfield as well? Like that's going to determine what order these guys get drafted. I will say, man, like the Jelani hot Jelani woods hype train is unbelievable right now. Like one of the, the biggest like movements in the draft space is people just rallying behind yeah. Jelani woods. We, we see it on takes on takes every week. There's people out there that have changed their, Twitter handles to or names on Twitter to be like Jelani Woods tight end one like he has a massive following right now and I don't know if it's just kind of like the appeal of the the new player on the block where people probably didn't watch a lot of Virginia football didn't know much about his background blows up the shrine blows up the combine you go back you watch the Illinois tape and you're like holy crap this guy's different you know like I, I think people are kind of piecing that together to get to this but I still think he's probably a developmental early day three player. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and I, I think probably the void at the top of a slam dunk guy is why you've seen so many people rally to that cause specifically. But we hope you will rally to draft dudes the rest of the week. We had a good time talking tight ends here, uh, contextualizing this year's class versus last year's class. We're going to start the defensive side of the ball now that we've got everybody on the offensive side of the ball. Looking forward to that. So plan accordingly. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks for checking out Draft Dudes. Thanks to our friends over at Bet Online for their continued support of the show. Talk with you guys again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.